Thank you, Pastor Bob. Good to be with you this morning. As we were thinking about planning through the series this summer through Proverbs, uh, I was looking for an excuse to invite my good friend Dave back to Millington to share God's word with us. And so I thought this is a chance where we can get Dave up there and we can do a co-sermon type yes. of thing on our friendship or on friendship in general. I shouldn't say our friendship, but on friendship. And so uh, I asked Dave and he kind of jumped at the chance. And so thank you for taking the time. So uh, a warm Millington Baptist Church welcome back to our friend Dave Colkin. Oh, that's me. Good morning, Millington. <laughs> I'm just talking and minding my own opening. Good morning, Milton. I really can't believe that it's been three years since we last spoke together. And you know what? I'm really honored to be back here. Um, honored for the invitation because I, I don't take it lightly because the Word of God, preaching and teaching the Word of God is, is a thing you don't walk into lightly. So I am totally honored. Um, and as I've been preparing for the message on friendship, I read through the book of Proverbs a couple of different times because I wanted to find every little verse or every little reference that had to do with a friend, a good friend, a bad friend, a mediocre friend, and this and that. So I really had a joy in doing it because the Bible is so practical. A lot of people think, oh, it's boring. I don't get anything out of it. I challenge you on yourself, on your own time, to read through the book of Proverbs. And when you get done with it, ask yourself, now, was that dry or boring? <laughs> and all that. And you'll find out through what we talk about today, it's not. So um, I'm not so happy. And of course, I was thinking about friends, and I could not help but think about Woody and Buzz Lightyear from Toy Stories. I'm sure every one of you, or quote to every one of you, had seen Toy Story once or 20 times over with you or your kids or your loved ones. And there are some good applications of friendship. So we all want a friend like Woody that would, the opening song is like, you, you have a friend in me, you have a friend in me. And may we all find a friend and be a friend that, could, that we could hear those words, you got a friend in me. And then as we look at the Bible today, we can, we can find more principles to take our friendship to infinity and beyond. I love All it. Right? I love it. Yeah. Now, I'm Buzz, and you're Woody, right? That's the way it goes. Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. You have to, I, yeah, you have to write your name on my... Yeah, there you go. So, Woody, why don't you open us up with a word of prayer? Oh, yeah, I forgot that the answer is. Anyway, thank you for being so forgiven. And we find a friend that I've forgiven. So, David, doing that example <laughs> right now. So, as we, as we go to prayer, I really want each of you to bow your hearts, not only your head and your close your eyes, but really seek the Lord and ask God to show you a couple more truths or a couple more principles about friendship that you can make 
your friendships better. We can always go better. We're not all there. Nobody is perfect. So let's ask the Lord God to help us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that the Bible offers us help for everything, including our friendships. Dear Lord, so please open our hearts as Dave and I open our mouth to speak the word of God. Help us to take some application to the word of God today. In your name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm so thankful for Dave's uh, friendship in my life. It's just been such a gigantic blessing uh, from the Lord. But there is a lot of loneliness uh, today. People struggle with this, and especially during this pandemic, there's been a lot of loneliness. And so we thought this would be very relevant to go through Proverbs and just teach what are the principles of friendship that we find throughout the Proverbs. And to help us understand that, uh, Dave brought a couple buckets up here. So uh, what's going on with these buckets, and what do we want people to remember? Can you explain a little bit about that? I would love to. I, of course, I have two buckets here, elementary school learning, one and two. <laughs> All right? Uh, the buckets are filled with water. And every bucket, every bucket is like a good friendship and a not so good friendship, a negative one, a drama-filled friendship, a ugly one, judgmental, unkind, rude, cut you off. This is loving. This is enduring. This is a woody friendship, a buzz friendship, an anti-friendship. And the rags in the water are clean, or somewhat clean. I mean, they're not perfect. That's why we really need the Word of God. The Word of God is like our detergent. If you do your laundry and your laundry clothes, it's dirty, you put it in the wash, and then they come out clean. Only if you use Tide, okay? So anyway, but the Bible is like your, your Tide, okay? So even though you're in the clean water bucket, you will still get a little bit dirty because you're not, you're not perfect. And your friends are not perfect either. But you know what? If you're a friend of me, you, you're a quote to perfect that you can get. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> now, we have the dirty water bucket with the, the bad friends. We don't want bad friends. They are dirty, right? And there is no detergent in here. Because you know what? Our bad, our bad friends, they don't care about God's word. They don't care about treating you fine. Whatever works for them is all about them. You're my friend to serve my needs and to serve me. I don't care about you. If you want to hang with me, that fine, but you're going to get dirty, and I don't care. Get you to it. So, and there's us. We all are like a rag. Great influence, and we can go into the dirty, or we can go into the clean. So we, we see here a couple of verses, and I'm going to introduce you to a couple of verses 
right on the spot that will that will give you an example of what I'm talking about. Our first verse is Proverbs 12 verse 20. It says, the righteous chooses their friends carefully. Carefully. But the way of the wicked leads them astray. So do you want to choose your rag? Do you want to choose carefully? Or do you want to, I don't care, is it want a friend? I don't care what kind of friend. They give me a friend. I'm lonely. I'm done. I didn't want to be included. And you don't care. So choose your friends carefully. Proverbs 13, 20 says, Walk with the wise and you will become wise. It's very simple. The word of God is not boring. Right there, that verse. Anyone can understand that verse. Anybody. Walk with the wise and you will become wise. But a companion of fools, which is probably characterized by your negative people and negative friends, the companion of fools suffers harm. Nothing but drama and work and regret. So there you have it, Dave. So there we have their two buckets just kind of set up in your mind. And as you hear a proverb, think, does this go in the clean bucket or the dirty bucket? And we're going to share a few different uh, proverbs with you today. We have three main uh, movements to the message. We're going to talk about the importance of real friendship. Then we're going to talk about the ingredients of real friendship. And then we're going to talk about the icon of real friendship. Next month is back to school month. So a lot of us are heading back to, at least we think it is, I don't know. A lot of us may be heading back to <laughs> elementary school, middle school, high school, college. Uh, or, you know, maybe just interacting with people at work. And so it's good to look at Solomon's wisdom here. He's training his son to be the next king, and this is wisdom for all of God's people. How do you choose wise friends? And so right at the beginning, we're going to talk about the importance of friendship, and Dave wants to share a verse from Proverbs chapter 1 about that. Yeah, opening up in Proverbs chapter 1, as I said, I've been reading through, through the whole book a couple of times, and right there, Proverbs 1 verse 20, it says, Out in the open, wisdom calls out, and she raises her voice in the public square. Now, every time, in, especially in the book of Proverbs, when you hear her, she will protect you, she will guard you, she will be faithful, she will do this, this, and the other. A lot of the time, the, the female her wording word, it referred to wisdom. So when you're reading through the book of Proverbs and you find her, she will guard you. Chances are it talking, you can insert the word wisdom for the word her, okay, and vice versa. But I really like how the New Living Translation reads, replaces the word um, cause with the word shouts, okay? So here, if I read the verse again, it says, Out in the open, wisdom shouts aloud and raises their voice. Now, 
This is a busy road. Mount Bethel, King George, I know it, it many different names. At Warrenville, Mount Bethel, King George, but anyway, I think it's King George right here. So, that's a busy road right now and not there are no cars. But anyway, there's a car coming now, um, and now and now. But the road is super busy. Now, what if we had a toddler that walk out of the tent and run into the road and not paying attention to traffic? How many will you say? Now, little girl, don't be careful. There's a car coming. No, you wouldn't whip her. You would say, hey, there's a car coming. Look out. You would shout it. It would get your attention. You want a shout to grab your attention. A lot of times a whisper doesn't grab your attention, especially with a lot of distractions. So wisdom is shouting. I'm trying to grab your attention. So let's see if we can hear wisdom shouting in Proverbs 11:14. Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So here we're talking about the importance of real friendship. Wildlife biologists tell us that a flock of geese, by flying in a V formation, actually adds at least 71% flying range than if each bird was flying all by themselves. As each bird flaps its wings, it actually creates an updraft for the bird immediately following. And so the hardest spot in the V formation, of course, is at the front. So they take turns and they fall back, and eventually they get to their destination. But left to itself, a lone goose experiences a drag and a resistance that causes it to long for the flock. And I think there's a lesson there that we have to learn from our feathered friends. We need each other, that friendships are, are not just you know, a nice accoutrement to life. They are essential. They are necessary. Listen to Proverbs 14, 12 as wisdom shouts again. There's a way that seems right to a man. In other words, people think they have it figured out alone. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And so the point of that scripture is that Solomon's saying, son, you can talk yourself into anything alone. And you know that, don't you? I can talk myself into anything when I'm alone, when I'm by myself, without the challenge of other brothers around me that help me see a more balanced reality, without my friendship with Dave, for example, I become blind. I have blind spots, right? That's why we call them blind spots. You know, I'm, I, I have two eyes and I'm thankful for them, but in life, we need more than two eyes to really be able uh, to navigate this way of wisdom properly. So that's what friends are. A lot of times I hear somebody say, Can't, you know, I'm not sure how I got here. I'm not sure how I made that decision. And the, the problem is they, they didn't have other brothers or sisters around them to help them navigate these ways. Proverbs 18.1 is a good one. It says this, He who separates himself seeks his own desire. You know, in the animal kingdom, when you're the stray, you're out there, you're in danger to all kinds of prey. When you're on a business trip alone, when you're up in Cincinnati or when you're in Seattle, you're all by yourself and and nobody knows you there, even if you're home alone during the pandemic and nobody's with you, nobody's really watching, in that environment can be danger and anything can go. We can easily get into trouble. And I hear people say, I can't believe I did such and such. But then if you look back in the past, you find they were isolated and they, they had been alone uh, long before they stepped into that trouble. So friendship is important. It's important. Uh, the second movement today is 
uh, what, what are the ingredients of real friendship? And we want to spell out a word for this, and we want to spell out the word real, R-E-A-L, just to kind of help you remember, right? So the letter R stands for this, real friendships respect your values. Real sh- friendships respect your values. Not everybody who wants to be your friend should be your friend, right? Wisdom shouts to us in Proverbs 1 saying, my son, if sinners entice you, don't, go into, don't give in to them. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without cause, throw in your lot with us, and we'll share a common purse. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set your foot on their paths. So there's a dirty bucket verse there of friendships that are going to entice us towards sin. Now you might read that verse and you're like, I would never befriend such thugs, Pastor Dave. I would never do that. But it's not always that easy. Sometimes we don't see it coming or we just want to be liked by somebody, especially when we're isolated. But if we're spiritually immature, then we can become friends with unsavory people. This was so common that Solomon warned his son, not everybody who approaches you for friendship should should be your friend. Listen to Proverbs 22, verse 24. Do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one who's easily angered. Why? Or you may learn his ways and get yourself ensnared. In other words, only choose friends that I want to be like because ultimately I will become like them, whether that's the clean bucket or whether that's the dirty bucket that we're talking about. So that's point number one, real friends respect your values. Point number two, starting with the letter E, is real friends encourage spiritual growth. You're probably familiar with this proverb from chapter 27, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Here we have in this word picture Uh, two people with similar character. If one person is spiritually iron and the other one is spiritually clay, then the mutual benefit there is going to be lost. That might be a good evangelistic relationship or even discipleship relationship, but probably not a mutual, close, beneficial relationship there. And so we have to have friends that encourage our spiritual growth. Real friends, good friends have a shared sense of a common purpose, a common goal, that we're, we're allies together in this conformity to Jesus Christ, that we want to help each other along this road of spiritual growth. And there's a sacredness in that relationship. That's why I'm so thankful for my relationship with Dave, because we can sharpen each other in that way. Um, I remember this is probably four years ago where I was, I was candidating to be uh, on staff as uh, one of the pastors at Millington, and Dave uh, was my prayer partner. And so I remember we would fervently sit down every Thursday yep. and pray for that process. Yep. And you were there at the very beginning, and then, you know, the Lord opened that door for us, and, and we were just encouraging one another spiritually during that time. So I encourage you to choose friends that can encourage you spiritually in that way. I challenge you to find others that you get along with and commit to meet with them, pray with them, and grow spiritually together and have what I call soul talk. Now, soul talk is when you get beyond the weather, the Yankees, and the, you know, we lost power, you lose power too. No, soul talk is when you start talking about your dreams and your desires, your mistakes, your failures, your struggles, your temptations, and you really go there with each other. And I think everybody in this room wants to go there Uh, with a good friend. And so I challenge you to take your friendships to a little bit of a deeper level because real friendships encourage spiritual growth. They encourage spiritual growth. 
Yeah, you know, Dave, that really resonated with me. When I was reading over his thoughts and we were combining the manuscripts and all that, and he brought out that old thing of soul talk, it was like it, it basically stopped me in my tracks. It was like, wow, that really resonated with me. And our, our friendship, and that one of the many reasons why I enjoy our friendship, not only do we have fun, a couple of weeks ago we went out biking, um, and then we went to Gronsky's. If you ever heard of Gronsky's for lunch, it's a great place. So we have fun together, but more importantly, it's the soul talk. That That is where the friendship is really made. And I can share anything with Dave, best of my troubles. And he has had a good listening ear, and a lot of times he would come back to me with help, helpful suggestions and godly counsels. And, and when I was forgetting to know Dave about four years ago now, I was like, should I tell Dave that? In my mind, should I tell Dave my... Because I want Dave to think that I have it all together. I mean, <laughs> I don't make a mistake. I mean, I, I'm pretty much perfect. I mean, what I think I am? No, but... So I was even hesitant in the beginning. So for good friendships in the good friendship bucket, of course they take time. You know, it's not going to be like you're not going to get to... Soul talk. Hey, how you doing? You want to do soul talk? <laughs> I, I mean, and, and, and it does take time. So then be patient. Be patient with that. Maybe you do need to go on a bike ride. Hey, how you doing? You like biking? Let's go on a bike ride. And then, and then over time, it starts sharing your arm. But you know what? They would we listen to me, and I was hesitant. Well, David, Dave's the pastor. I can't really tell him everything because he knows it all. And <laughs> so I was, I was a little hesitant about that. But they, they didn't, they didn't really care. And not that he really didn't care, but it wasn't important to him. He wanted to walk me through my friendship, and I really believe that our friendship has really been blessed by God. And I am so honored and thankful to have a friend such as Dave because they're they're hard to come by. I mean, they really are. So, so be patient, keep working, don't give up. And then the next point is real friendships are always faithful and their argument real. R, R, and now we get to A. They're always faithful. Real friendship don't run away when they're going in tough, when you have no money, when you're grounded and you can't go out with your friends. They say they don't say forget you. If you get hang out tonight, you're done. Real friendships are like, okay, you're grounded. Okay, we'll hang out next week. That's a real friend, not like get lot loose or you're done. Okay. I may I may have been there done that. That was probably thirty-five years ago, so we won't go there. But anyway. But the next verse in Proverbs eighteen twenty-four 
every time I think of this verse, it brings me back to when I was teaching Sunday school 20 years ago. How many of you remember Steve Green or still listening to Steve Green from time to time? But Steve Green has had a couple of CDs geared towards the younger audience children. And what he did were very clever. Steve Green would take Bible verses and put them to music and sing them with kids and all that. It was it was pretty awesome, but that was 20 years ago, so if you put it up on YouTube, you'd be like, man, that really corny. But anyway, it was cool 20 years ago. But but Proverbs 18, 24 says, a friend has unreliable friends. One who has unreliable friends will soon come to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now, Steve was teaching it on, T. Green teaching it on together. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I don't think. Thank God. <laughs> I'll leave that to Jeffrey and the team. But, um... There's a friend that did closer than a brother. And one of the kid goes, wait, stinks? Stinks? And Steve was like, no, 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 sticks. <laughs> and, then the, and then the child goes, like glue or peanut butter? And then Steve was like, well, sort of. And then he goes on with the rest of the song. But... When, when you think of a friend, you want a friend like glue or peanut butter or grill glue or, um, or duct tape. You want to be a duct tape friend. You want to stick closer than a brother. Don't stink, stick. <laughs> if you stink, you'll be in here. If you, if, you are, if you stick, you'll be in there. Okay, um... But there's more. It doesn't stop here. There's other verses that refer to friendship as a kiss. A kiss. Think about this. Proverbs 24, 26 says, An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. But then in Proverbs 27, 6, it also says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. An enemy multiplies kisses. So think about the power of a kiss. Power of a kiss is like a kiss of affection to someone that is very near and dear to your heart. You don't go around kissing everybody. I hope you don't. But anyway... Kissing is like a kiss of affection to a spouse or a child or an aunt or an uncle or whatever. So it's like blessing someone on their way to work. It's on, if your spouse goes off to work, goes off to work, it's like, have a good day. So kiss is like a blessing. Now, I wish I could be like, okay, let's move on, Dave, let's move on, but I can't. This verse, the next verse says, the enemy multiplied kisses. So I was like, 
as I was going over this, I'm like an enemy mode to buy cases. And then I thought about the disciple Judas. Judas kissed the Jesus. But that wasn't a kiss on honesty. That wasn't a kiss of endearment. That wasn't a kiss as a blessing. That Judas kiss was a kiss of betrayal. So then I got to thinking more. I wish there was a different verse about, about it because if, if honest answers are compared to a kiss, then a good kiss, then a dishonest or lying lips. And the Bible talks a lot about lying lips. So lying lips are an abomination to God. So we could say that honest lips is like a kiss. And then lying lips are like the kiss of betrayal. And also, like lying lips, not a kiss. Lying lips is spit. So, would you like to be kissed, or would you like someone to spit at you? Basically, if you're honest, you'll get a kiss. If you're lying, it basically someone is spitting in your face. I don't know about you, but I sure don't want someone to spit in my face. I want that honest answer from the book of Proverbs. So that's point number three. Honesty goes together with real friendships are always faithful. And then last point, point number four, L, is uh, real friendships are, of course, built on love. They're built on love. Just like in a marriage, a friendship will only stand the test of time if there's plenty of grace and plenty of forgiveness and plenty of sensitivity in the relationship. Listen to Solomon in Proverbs 27, 14. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice early in the morning, it will be reckoned a curse to him. Not very loving, not very considerate, right? Listen to this verse from uh, chapter 26. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, was I not joking? So there we have a sarcasm and uh, you know, humor at someone else's expense. Be careful. Scripture says that friendships that don't exhibit love uh, will be damaging. One of my favorite Proverbs is chapter 25, verse 19. Like a bad tooth and an unsteady foot is confidence in a faithless man in a time of trouble. If you've ever had tooth pain, uh, that's the image of a friend who abandons you during your difficult hour. Uh, Real friendship is proven in hardship, isn't it? Proverbs 17, verse 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Adversity will filter out all the fair-weather friends, won't it? Yeah, the, That's why I'm so thankful for your friendship, Dave. We've been through some difficult times and some adversity together, and you've stuck with me, and, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to you, but I'm also thankful to the Lord for providing Amen. your friendship. We all like stories, don't we? So I want to get real, get real with a personal story, another personal story about our friendship. Our friendship was actually a very important piece, a very important piece in bringing my wife Kim and I together. And she's in the audience and I'm going to cry. But 
I didn't do this in the birth service because she wasn't in the birth service. And if you're listening online, I'm sorry. If you want to drive her, she can go to the birth service. Anyway. <laughs> so our friendship was a very important piece in bringing Kim and I together. Three years ago, I spoke to you on on um, on um, embracing special needs and sharing a little bit of my story and all that, and that was awesome. Um, and then shortly after that, Dave Dave suggested that we start praying for a wife for me, and I was hesitant to even pray because. I don't like I don't like to treat God as a genius. God, I want this, I want that, I want that. You give me that. So I'm very careful and praying for my needs and my wants. Like if the Lord will, if the Lord will. I I was hesitant to start praying that God would bring Kim into my life. And they were like, kept encouraging me. You know, let pray, let pray, let pray, let pray. Let's see what God does. It's, a, it's on your heart. It's a desire of your heart. Let pray for God to to bring this. And at that point in time, I had just come out of a disappointing relationship. So I was like, I'm probably, and I'm within my early 40s, and I was like, I was going to be okay with with serving God as a single man as I did for the 30 years of my life. And I would like, if that God's will for me, because some people have the gift of being single and they step into it and they enjoy it and they make the most of it. So I was okay with whatever God wanted for my life. I was going to move forward. But we started praying. And we started praying, and shortly after that, I, I met Kim. I met Kim, and um, I tell people all the time, I tell people the greatest thing about Kim is that we started talking, and we never, and we never stopped. So you stop. Okay. <laughs> We started talking in October on their birthday. I sent her a happy birthday on Facebook, and we never stopped. And here we are almost three years later, and we got married in May 2019, and God answered that prayer, and we rejoiced. We have rejoiced. With that one answer prayer, we had seen others, especially your father-in-law get ill from covid and that's another wonderful answer to prayer. But David, the joy of not only praying for us to get together, but also marrying us alongside of another pastor. So he officiated an answer to prayer, and I'm just really thankful for that. So now I had to dry my eyes and... um. I really want to return back to the buckets. You know, God has a will for every one of us. God desires us to know him in a personal way, to try to match their personal Lord and Savior, 
and so that you can go to heaven and be assured of heaven when you die. And then after you become saved, he has another desire for you that you will be you will be conformed to his image, that you will become holy. The Bible says, be holy as I am holy. And you know what? If that is God's ultimate plan for your life to be holy and to be a, and to be what God wants you to be, it more than just having a good time. Life is more than this. We let's have a good time. Let's go there. Let's hang out. Let's have fun. Go to the movie. Go to the beach. Go there. Go there. Oh yeah, let's go. So, but Jesus wants you to be holy, and you know what? I was thinking this is perfect because God uses the friendships in our lives and in your lives to make us holy. God uses friendships to make you holy. Grab on to that today. So, are you choose? So, if God uses your friendship to make you holy, I have to finish with one more question. Are you choosing your friend wisely? Thanks, Dave. So we've seen the importance of real friendship, the ingredients of real friendship, last but not least, the icon of real friendship. Dave read earlier in Proverbs chapter 18, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Friends may fail you, friends may forsake you, but there is a friend whose name is Jesus Christ that sticks closer to even a brother. Listen to these words as I close from John 15. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friend. Just imagine that, that the Lord Jesus gives us this incredible invitation that God Almighty wants to be your friend. With that, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this preserving this text and these, these wise words to help us to choose our friends wisely. I pray that you would find us faithful, that you would find us developing and cultivating real uh, friendships, and that you might use them in the process of sanctification. But ultimately, uh, Lord, when we think about friendship, we look to you and we're grateful. As we sang earlier, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. We just take it to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this awesome invitation to be your friend. Help us to emulate you and be that kind of friend to those around us. We ask this for Christ's sake, for his reputation, we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you.